the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening, and welcome back. Welcome back to me. Another three-week three a week a break from doing the show. And man, it almost seems weird coming in here now when you, uh, when you take off for that long. It's been uh, since December 9th that I sat behind this microphone, and man, oh man, so much has happened. And this time, unlike the last 12 times I've had to do this, since June of this year, kudos, many thanks and blessings for the new year to my good friend, the good doctor, Matt Dunn from Backbone Radio, historic Backbone Radio, airs Sunday nights here from 4 to 7 p.m. for stepping up time and time again. Many of you know I'm now 30 weeks into the loss of my life mate, and uh, there's been a lot of learning, a lot of uh, diversion, a lot of need to go one way or another. And of course, the thing that that uh, is just so tough for any of you who've had a similar loss this year or just simply in your life is the firsts, the firsts that appear. You know, the day after my wife died was her birthday. And that was, I mean, we were all so numb. I think next year will be more the first for that. And then we had Thanksgiving, which is it was such a big holiday for our family, and Tannock would trash a kitchen and three stoves and just make the best turkey dinners with everybody milling around in the kitchen. And uh, so, you know, you get through those kinds of things, and then a week ago, the first Christmas. And so we did what I think is smart, and I, I really um, encourage anyone who's facing, you know, sort of similar situations is – Find something new. Find something different to do. And we, we just got out of town. Kids and grandkids, including the two brand-new babies, um, and holed up in a place where we could, you know, not be touched by the the absence or the loss so much, but in a new environment. And, of course, we paid tribute to their mom. and But we just managed to put together a wonderful Christmas for our grandkids and, and really for each other. And so now, as we head into New Year's Eve, I had hoped to come in here all jazzed up with optimism and excitement, and and I know it's going to come. I, I know it has to come, because I'm a fighter, biggest election in the history of my lifetime anyway, just around the corner. And I would say, given the clash of civilizations that's now underway, not only you know, with differing countries and different differing ideologies around the world, but within our own country, the woke left destroying our military, uh, overwhelming our border and our system, so much so that Democrat mayors are crying foul. With all of those things going on, the election next year may well determine whether we continue to function as a constitutional republic and fight our way back to individual rights uh, freedom, prosperity, security. I mean, literally just three and a half, four years ago, we were living through 
one of the most prosperous times in our country's history, almost energy independent, a border almost secure, a nation that had respect again in spite of what the morons on the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media and the leftist politicians and the never-Trumper Republicans and all of them have to say, so easy to contrast where we were at. The only chaos that was being caused during the Trump administration was because everybody was trying to run interference against the Trump agenda, and yet it was so tremendously successful. So I know that that fight is that that spirit, that heart, all of that is coming. Being around my kids and those grandbabies, we have such a country to fight for. But New Year's has always been kind of tough for me. You know, tomorrow would have been my big brother's 68th birthday. It'll be 41 and a half years that he's been gone right now. And uh, so I've never got super worked up over New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And of course, now being the first without my life mate, um, it's just a different kind of feeling. And so, you know, if you're experiencing um, loss or just loneliness as we head into a new year and all of that, man, I just want you to know there are so many good people out there, so many great resources. I hope you have a good church. I hope you have some family or some good friends. Because all of those things have kept me alive and motivated and plowing forward. And I just know that that's out there for you. So much to talk about tonight. The, uh, you know, this, this theater, this political theater that we're seeing every single day. And of course, I, I wonder how much of a waste this is for the radical left that's trying to take out Donald Trump trying to find some way that they don't have to actually compete against him in the election of 2024. How much political capital are they wasting? Because people just aren't paying close attention to politics during Christmas, during New Year's. There's this big lull here. And yet, you know, Colorado, Colorado Supreme Court comes up with their 200-page argument about why Donald Trump can't be on call, shouldn't be, must not be, is not qualified to be on the Colorado ballot. And then they stay their own ruling, which means they say, we are going to do this, un take this unprecedented action, and we're going to come up with many, what I consider to be novel arguments about how uh, this can stand for someone who's never been accused of a crime of insurrection who's never been convicted, had a trial, uh, utilizing the January 6th committee and, and other nonsensical, one-sided, biased layouts of evidence like that. But then they stay their own ruling. They say, well, we're going to do this. We're going to, you know, grab the stage. And then we're going to say, but it doesn't take effect up until the time for appeal expires. They knew, of course, that the Trump campaign would appeal and then they said, "Our rule, if, if the former president appeals, then our ruling continues to be stayed until the higher court weighs in, until the United States Supreme Court weighs in, which, of course, they're going to be doing, and I would predict they'll be doing it fairly soon. But the pressure is, is kind of off, right? 
when the Colorado Supreme Court says, okay, here's our big, monumental, never-been-done-before historic ruling, I think Abraham Lincoln was the last president to that Democrats tried to actually literally keep off the ballot. But after they make this historic, headline-grabbing ruling, they say, yeah, but it's not going to be in force. And then Donald Trump files his notice of appeal, his petition for uh, a review by the United States Supreme Court. And according to the Colorado Supreme Court's own ruling, that means their ruling will not come into effect at all. The U.S. Supreme Court is going to make that decision. Now, the U.S. Supreme Court could uphold what Colorado did. I don't expect it. Don't expect it at all. And I have to say, you know, over the course of my, gosh, what is it now, 25 years, quarter century of practicing law, I've appeared in front of many of these judges that now sit on the Colorado Supreme Court. And I can't ever remember a bad taste, a, a bad hearing, a, 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 you know, a lack of patience or um, thoughtfulness or or strong effort to take, especially in family law cases that can get so convoluted, uh, to take facts and apply the law to them to come out with reasonable rulings. And you can disagree with rulings, and that doesn't mean you have a bad judge. Uh, and my experiences with the judges that I've been in front of that now sit on the Colorado Supreme Court, has I can't remember a bad one. And I don't know them. I can't get into their heads or their minds. I can't say this was a political decision. But how much can you believe in what you're doing and the ruling that you're making is if the first thing that you do is say, yeah, but it's not going to apply if the former president appeals or files the petition for certiorari in the U.S. Supreme Court. It it doesn't. It's like they already have doubts. They already know that uh, the arguments that were made aren't likely to hold up. Don't you wish you could be a fly on the wall? Don't you wish you could have the conver or hear the conversations between these justices and their clerks and when they're debating and deciding which way to go? And I know people say, you know, Democrat appointees. And yeah, when you have nothing but Democrat governors in Colorado for, you know, virtually decades, uh, you're going to get Democrat appointees. That's the way it works on the Supreme Court. But yet, a several, the minority of the Colorado Supreme Court said, no, this is not a proper role for our state. So did they blow? And I don't mean the Supreme Court. I just mean the left in utilizing this lawfare to try and keep a presidential candidate who's not been convicted of a crime, was never charged with insurrection. 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution puts it in Congress's hands to make those decisions, by the way, my interpretation. Did they, did they blow their opportunity to be having all this taking place during Christmas? Now, they didn't really have much choice, did they? Because all these states, many of these states, including Colorado, have sharp deadlines coming up in January to have these ballots set and then printed and ready for, you know, here in Colorado, mailing to everybody. So I guess it was one of the rare times with the corrupt coordinated Democrat controlled media machine firmly in their pocket and 
unlimited George Soros money uh, available to fund lawfare and these lawless prosecutors around the country. They couldn't fix the clock. So they had to blow all of this energy, all of this lawfare, during a time when people really aren't paying that close of attention. Certainly is head-grabbing, though, headline-grabbing. And you know what the point is. I'm sure you understand it. Lawfare isn't necessarily designed to win. Lawfare is often designed to drain the opponent of resources. Thank God, in Donald Trump's case, he's a billionaire. I guess even that money can run out at some point. But uh, to drain the resources drain you of time, drain you of energy, drain you of the will to fight, and over the course of many, many months, try and influence the public perception of what's really going on. But it seems to me that the battle lines are so tightly drawn already, so brightly um, in your face with where the radical left is coming from, where people who, whether they like Donald Trump or not, believe that the voters should decide who wins a Republican primary. The voters should decide who wins the 2024 election. Those battle lines are so brightly drawn, it's hard for me to imagine that this, these shenanigans are going to really influence anybody who hasn't already made up their mind. And the problem for the radical left, the problem for the Democrats, the problem for whoever the Democrats drop in at their their, uh, national convention to replace creepy, sleepy showers with daughter Joe Biden, Michelle Obama, comes to mind. I know um, other pundits are finally starting to um, talk about Michelle Obama as the likely replacement for Joe Biden. They'll do it at, the, at their assembly, at their national convention, because then no campaigning. Um, the, the power brokers can make their decisions and drop her in because, you know, poor, creepy, sleepy, declining Joe just won't be up to it. His health is bad. His mind is gone. He may be under impeachment at that point. All kinds of things that may be going on for poor, creepy, and sleepy. Good thing he has no idea where he is or what's actually happening because he'd probably be very, very unhappy instead of, you know, basking in the sun for another one of his, what, 300 and is it 60, 40 or 60 days of vacation during his presidency. So anyway, bottom line is they may have really had no control over this timing and I just wonder how much mileage they're going to get out of it. When we come back, I want to—I want you to hear, because I'm sure you've also heard or read or seen on social media that Maine, the Secretary of State, not a lawyer, Secretary of State has taken it upon herself to keep Donald Trump or try to keep Donald Trump off of their ballot. And when you listen to her, uh, she did a, I don't know, four-minute or so, five-minutes well, on uh, MSLSD, everybody's favorite, neutral, trusted news source, <coughs> MSLSD, when you hear her, her reasoning sounds like either she has the mental capacity and explanation talent of a five-year-old, 
or she thinks that she's talking to a bunch of four or five year olds. We're going to get to that on the other side. I see I wasn't paying attention. We've got calls as well. Maybe I can get that screen up so I'll be able to see those. And uh, uh, I guess before we jump into the main Secretary of State, we'll talk to some callers when we return on the other side. Also, Lauren Boebert, obviously, a big announcement. We've got uh, her four minutes from Facebook. We'll we'll play them in bits so we can talk about it. Good decision, bad decision, damages CD3, uh, makes it very difficult for all the other great candidates who are running in CD4. Hard to say, but uh, I'll be interested to hear what you have to say about all of that when we return. And also, we're going to squeeze out some time, I think sometime in the 6 o'clock hour, for my good friend, former Colorado State Senator Ted Harvey, who is one of the many who were not only shocked but are impacted by Lauren Boebert's decision to move over to CD4 because he is one of the leading candidates there as well. And we'll talk to him in the second hour of the show. So hope you'll stick around. It's really great to be back with you. Callers when we return here on 710 KNUS. Now, I just want you to know that that, I mean, how depressed must Judy Garland have been to be singing that for New Year's? Uh, and when I heard that song and, and tagged it, that, that passionate, happy New Year, darling, just sort of fit into my, my feelings and my situation right now, um, you know, with that first New Year's coming around. Um, but I, I know she was, she lived a very unhappy life and I am committed to that not being me. And I really do appreciate all the text messages that are pouring in text to studio. Uh, very easy. Just download the 710 KNUS app. Happy new year to each and every one of you. I hope you've got wonderful plans. Thanks again to the good Dr. Matt Dunn for sitting in these last couple of weeks for me. Again, he did that an awful lot for me over the last 30 weeks now, 30 weeks today since um, since the love of my life went on up there to the good place with no more pain, no more sadness, no more worry. And um, I am so glad to get this year off the books and jump into a new one because uh, we're going to have an awful lot to do. All right, we promised to get some phone calls, so we're going to do that before we listen to the childish, immature Maine Secretary of State, Sheena Bellows. Her, what a great name, Sheena Bellows. Uh, we'll do that in just a minute, but let's check in with our old friend Brian in Arvada. Brian, Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year, Randy. You've been through a lot this year, buddy, and you know what advice I got for you? No. Well, I don't really because I haven't <laughs> gone what you went through. So we're all learning together, I guess. And we're going to learn through you. And it's it, it's a hard thing, you know. So yeah, I have nothing but the utmost respect for you, Randy. Well, I do appreciate it, sir. And I, I you know, I, I know it's healing to talk about things. And I feel very close to many of the people in this audience. So um, so that's why I do it. I'm I'm not trying to, you know, drag people down or... Uh, well, you're actually teaching us all something, good. believe it or not, Randy, because, you know, it's something I don't have. I can sit up here and spout my mouth and say, well, you know, you need to go to church six days a week or do this, that, and the other. But 
I'm not in your situation. I haven't been through it. So I'm actually going to learn from you. And then hopefully you'll make me better if I ever have to face that situation, which I hope I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't wish it on anybody, not even your worst enemy. <laughs> it's the. I know. Uh, but yeah. I appreciate you coming back. Uh, and we all love you, Randy. Now, that Griswold, did you see her on uh, uh, CSNBC? Jenna Griswold, our, our our own dear Secretary of State. Oh yeah, she's up there uh, blabbing her mouth off. She's a weirdo, guys. I mean, this this gal ain't straight. So she's saying how uh, you know Trump was an insurrectionist, this that and the other. For one, they never even charged him with insurrection. They didn't even charge the political prisoners we're dealing with right now for insurrection. Yeah, so you the know, whole thing is well, yeah. it is such nonsense, and I've got I've got some interesting audio from the main Secretary of State, and then from the shaman, the Viking shaman, Q shaman, I think is what he's referred to. Uh, he was the poster boy of terrorism. That guy, uh, for yeah, a while. yeah, but the, <laughs> a very interesting comment he made right outside the Capitol doors that certainly doesn't get much airplay. Did not show up on the January sixth. Um, you know, show trial, show TV, primetime show trial. Uh, but yeah, Jenna Griswold, um, isn't that fun that she had absolutely no choice but to leave Donald Trump on that ballot? That must have just chaffed her hiney. Well, when they made the decision, the weirdest thing about the Supreme Court of the Colorado, they said pending, he'll stay on pending the decision of the Supreme Court. So they knew they were wrong right off the bat. That was the stupid thing about it. Well, that's... I that's, mean, these people are absolute nut jobs. Yeah, and the main Secretary of State, uh, you know, I, again, I've been in front of these judges. They're they're definitely not nut jobs. Um, th- this decision is... It's, well, it's, four it's, of them are, evidently. Well, it just, it's hard not to wonder if politics plays into this because I just, it, it's not going to stand up. And I don't think it's going to be, you know, a 5-4 or 6-3, uh, might be 7-2, but it could be 8-1 or unanimous decision from the Supreme Court saying, this is nonsense what you states are trying to do. Well, it depends on who's compromised. So we'll know by the decision. It'll be 9 Seven two, maybe it'll be six three. We we'll know who's compromised, and that's the problem. There's a lot of people that are compromised. I mean, look at the Epstein list, guys. Come on, this is not this is not hard. Hey, I got children and grandchildren. We all hate child molesters, but we live in a country where our special forces, the FBI, the best in the world, protect child molesters. Now we got to question ourselves. Go well. I don't know. You know, this this might be a little off here and stuff like that. So, Brian, you've probably been paying closer attention than I, and and I really do plan to turn that around next year. I've got to get back into work, and as far as politics and 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 everything, just my life, I've got to you know pull it all back together. And you don't have to do anything but what makes you comfortable, what makes you tick. That's what you got. <laughs> well, I think. I think returning to as much normalcy as possible is definitely a part of my survival mechanism, and that's my commitment for 2024. But do you know, I've read somewhere, and I don't remember the date, but there's some date coming up where the list of of passengers on Epstein's planes or plane trips is going to – Epstein Island plane trips is going to be released. you familiar with that? Well, I've been hearing that. Yeah, I've been hearing that. But you know what's funny? 
that Dick Durbin guy. All you Democrats who love Dick Durbin, okay, he don't even want to bring the vote to the fore whether to subpoena the list of people. He's like, well, no, we we just ain't got time to, you know, deal with child molesters and whatnot. Come on, Democrats, get get your head together, figure out what's going on. These are evil people. These are no good people. It used to be if you mess with children, uh, Randy, back in the day. I mean, me and you were both '80s kids. I'm thinking, maybe you were a '70s kids. I don't know. Yeah, but I we turned I turned 18 at the end of the summer. molested children, well, the- if you molested children back in the '80s. Oh, no, it was game over. It didn't matter if you ran into a criminal or a regular guy. But now it's like, well, you know, we'll we'll get to it later, I guess. I mean, right there tells you these people are no good, they're corrupt, and we got to correct the situation. But it's not going to be easy to do, evidently. Well, what you said about Tricky Dick Durbin is is very interesting because Marsha Blackburn's uh, Republican senator, Marsha Blackburn, brought to Dick uh, Durbin in a committee meeting the request to um, issue these subpoenas. And I don't remember Three the time. Times. I, yeah. No, not just once. And he denied it. Three he said, times. And he denied Literally, it. He's, he says we ran out of time. I'm going to deny it. But we got to ask ourselves, why is this guy protecting child molesters, guys? This is not, you know, hard stuff. This is kind of grade school stuff, okay? Well, he he denied even ever hearing it, and then I heard a recording of her not only asking him on the floor, but him responding to her. So um, he's either got well, Biden. What's the latest? Did he actually uh, approve it, or is he still hanging in the wind and you know trying to avoid it? I think he's hanging in the wind, and the the order from Judge Loretta Preska, um, the um, the people who are opposing the release of the Epstein. The passengers have until day after tomorrow to appeal the order. So it'll be interesting to see if they try and stop that and if an appellate court gets in the way because uh, people have a right to know for sure. So, Brian. Well, no, Randy. No, Randy. Hold on. i got to ask you one more question before I know you're itching to let me go. But <laughs> And I have one, one more question, question for you. Go ahead. Uh, all right. This is it. This whole release of the tape, of January 6th. Yeah. For some reason, I haven't seen all the tapes, but I keep hearing all the tapes are being released by this uh, this new speaker. So uh, I'm just wondering your opinion on that, and I'll let you go on that one, well, and I, I wish you nothing but the best in the new year. You may not let me go yet, because I actually have one, right. one question for you, and that is, uh, do you have any, how do you celebrate uh, New Year's? I know you and I have both been around a while. Well, in my 20s, I I was dumb. I used to stay up and watch some stupid stuff happen at midnight and be great. And then I got in my 30s, and I was like, okay, I guess I might make it. But now in my 50s, I'll be in bed in two hours. I won't even care. <laughs> yeah, it's um, – can you imagine – Going to New York right now, um, and to what to be in New York Times, dangerous, covered with illegal aliens and filth and crime and super expensive. I I just wonder what the turnout's going to be for uh, New York. Oh, they're all walking the streets, smelling the urine. They should have yeah. invited that uh, guy out of China. Uh, what's his name again? Uh, are you talking about? Invited- you're not talking about cheat. Yeah, they should have invited Che because then they'd have cleaned up the streets and everybody had been happy, see? They didn't think that one through very well, evidently. Yeah. Yeah, it's... 
God, I, you couldn't pay me to live in New York. And it's, I love hearing those Democrat governors whine. We need federal money. We need federal assistance. After they spent months and, and whole campaigns talking about how we are a welcoming community to all of these illegal aliens. So, Brian, I really. Well, you know what's funny, Randy? I've got to tell you one more thing. Sure. My wife, she is the most Republican. Uh, human being you'll ever meet. She takes no excuses. There's no nonsense. She gets it, which I love her for. But she she looked at me one day and she goes, Brian, I would love to go visit New York. But just the filth and the nonsense, that's what keeps us away. You know, and it's sad. It's sad. So hopefully we can all get our nonsense together this new year, which is going to get real interesting, by the way. Yeah. And uh, hopefully good wins and uh, evil falls in 24. We'll, we'll be going for it. God bless you, Brian. Hope we get to meet someday. Someday. All right. Well, that guess Brian. Did you do that or did Brian just go? He's just out. Okay, very good. All right. Well, we've got other callers, but we are running very, very late. I do want to get to that main Secretary of State audio, hopefully before the end of this hour. And we'll also jump into some Lauren Boebert perspective before we talk to Ted Harvey, one of the United States congressional candidates affected by Boebert's move from CD3 to CD4. But of course, calls rule around here. We'll jump back to the phones when we return here on 710 KNUS. I I just couldn't resist Nat King Cole's version of what we played from Judy Garland. He did that one in 1962. That line in there, the them and their stupid hats, I think is the thing that really got me. That that song is more about a broken heart than it is, I think, the unexpected or even expected loss of a loved one. Um, but anyway, we've got much happier or at least more New Year'sy music coming your way. I those when I found those songs, I just had to get them in. Never had heard them before. Before we mess around, waste time with the main Secretary of State, since phones are hot, let's check back in, and this time we'll go to Alexa in Arvada. Alexa, welcome to the show. Alexa, can you hear me? Well, let me get you back on hold. Hold on just one second. All right, so I guess we will, and we'll get back to the phones. I don't think my phones are up there, buddy. All right, let's try Alexa again. Alexa, can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? I can. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Miracles. Yes, Happy yeah, New baby. Year. Happy New Year to you. All right, I guess we'll jump to Ron, and hopefully, yeah, there's Alexa calling back, and we're having a little phone glitch here, um, Ron, but go ahead. You're on now. Are you familiar with the last sentence of the 14th Amendment? Yes, absolutely. I sort of, I gave a little bit of reference to it, uh, but do you want to share with everybody what Section well, Five yeah. of our of uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, it just says that uh, the provisions of this article, meaning this, this amendment, shall be shall be enforced by Congress by appropriate legislation. Correct. I mean, doesn't that kind of preclude uh, any of these courts, and secretaries of state, from getting involved? One must wonder whether that's not the conclusion that will be drawn by the United States Supreme Court, perhaps nine to zero. It seems so incredibly obvious, does it not? But, but yeah, but the, the incredible thing to me is that I've only heard it mentioned once on the radio. 
Did you mention it today? Because I was I was away from the radio for a little while. Well, I did talk about. I I, I simply said in passing. I didn't quote Section Five, which oh. just for the benefit of everybody specifically says the Congress shall have the power to enforce by appropriate legislation the provisions of this article. But in my opening monologue, I said, you know, my interpretation seems pretty obvious on its face is that only Congress has the ability to uh, effectuate. I mean, why? But why is the only person I've heard mention that uh, anywhere? Uh, I think it was yesterday I heard John, um, what's his name, the... uh, Okay, so the the, uh, the, the he's on, he's interviewed all the time, Solomon. Okay, John Solomon on on uh, Fox. Yeah. What that I never watch anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, but I I was listening to he was being interviewed by uh, actually it was uh, it might yeah, it might have been on uh, Newsmax. No, no, it was on. Uh, What's his name? Uh, <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. I, Seth, Seth, Seb, whatever. Seb Gorka here Gorka, on seven ten. Yeah. Okay, yeah. John Solomon, just the news is his website, and yeah, right. they're doing phenomenal work over there for sure. But I mean, why is it that this seems not to get mentioned? This okay, is it's so obvious. I, I think so much. So many of the people who are on the air are anti-Trump, and they want to give some semblance of legitimacy to uh, what I think are just ludicrous decisions, not only by the Colorado Supreme Court, but by this main Secretary of State, an unelected non-lawyer, who, if we ever get to their her audio tonight, you'll hear is either speaking like a five year. Five-year-old, or thinks she's speaking to five-year-olds. It's amazing. Yeah, and I, I just, I just can't. I mean, I even, even uh, uh, Seculo has, to my knowledge, hasn't mentioned that. Well, I don't know, but there's an awful lot to talk about. So maybe just people think it's such a foregone conclusion. I mean, I did a promo just a few days ago for this show that talked about the Colorado Supreme Court. Will it stand? And then, I'll, you know, within hours after I made that recording and it was already in the books, um, you know, it turns out that uh, um, the secretary of state comes out and says, you know, Trump appealed. And so he's going to be on the ballot. Wah, wah, wah. But he's got Trump has his own lawyers bringing us to the Supreme Court. And he's got Seculo doing it. And I, I mean, that uh, I mean, Seculo is really smart. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the Seculo team that's representing the Colorado State GOP in this litigation, so it's pretty... Um, is it a father and two sons, or what? Uh, Jay and his son, I don't know about the other son. Well, there's a Logan, and then there's another... I, I don't know about Logan, but... Um, Ron, what are you going to do for Christmas before we jump to Alexa? I don't want to run out of time since we dropped her accidentally before. For Christmas? No, I'm sorry, for New Year's. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. You're staying safe off the streets, going to bed at a normal time, waking up without a hangover, that is, huh? That is correct. It's just another day to me. It doesn't make a difference to me. Amen, brother. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for calling in tonight. God bless and Happy New Year. All right, I'm curious to see if anybody else is going to comment on the fact that you know they, they haven't heard this before about the uh, limitations. Yeah, well, I... Of course, the provisions of the article. I certainly haven't heard it, and I, I, but of course I'm not listening to much of anything these days, so I'm, I'm glad to know that uh, at least we talked about it around here. God bless you, sir. All right. All right, bye-bye. All right, let's try again with Alexa. Alexa, welcome. Nope, hold on a second. Alexa, welcome. Thank you, Randy. 
All right. I think I got it figured it out. I, I got it figured it out. Mm-mm-mm. And no, I have not been yep. drinking yet. There is a possibility I will start tomorrow night. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> you know, when we grew up, there was this crazy thing. You'd listen to the news, and gosh, even if people saw someone shoot another person, even if you had it on video, the entire time you heard allegedly murdered, allegedly, and until the trial happened, until evidence was produced on both sides of that crime, not just allegate, just two sides talking, like actually trying the defendant, um, you couldn't say anything except allegedly. And now we have the main secretary, she's, she's already had the trial in her head, and she doesn't have to say allegedly committed insurrection. Nor do most of the commentators on uh, sometimes on the radio, but especially on the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat controlled media machine. Uh, they simply yep. conclude that Donald Trump caused an insurrection when, number one, we didn't have an insurrection. If that was an ins- really, go ahead. As I say, it's really crappy to have an insurrection and not show up with guns. Only one side had guns. It's, yeah, and on our side. and only one side wound up with people dead. And, yep. and another lie from January six. Another lie from the corrupt, coordinated Democrat controlled yep. media machine that cops died. That uh, that. Uh, Exactly. No officer died as a result of anything that happened on January 6th. It's outrageous. Correct. You know, well, it's, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. It's, um, you know, this, the saying goes about you control the language, you control the people. And that's what the left is doing. They are, they continue to change the language. They continue to, you know, words mean what they say they mean type of thing. So now they just say Trump did an insurrection, not allegedly. Sure. They're trying to influence the people that aren't paying attention and just get that mantra into people's minds. I I just don't think it's working, Alexa. And they're having to burn all of this political capital on these litigations uh, and soon a Supreme Court ruling, I'm guessing, while nobody's really paying attention. How many people like you and me, um, and, and me less than usual, are really paying any attention to politics during Christmas and New Year's? Not a lot. Yeah. Not a lot. But so they're, they're going to burn it. So what are your plans for New Year's? Um, giving my dog CBD oil because we have idiot neighbors that set off fireworks. Oh, boy. And does, yeah, does the CBD, does it actually have, um, you know, THC. it does yeah, have no, THC in it? or? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's been so long since I've smoked pot, I couldn't remember what the stuff was called. THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, I think, now that uh, you gave me the the initials. I don't don't know, but it seems to be, we've tried everything with our dogs, and this seems to be the only thing that works, and so. How do your dogs react when they start to hear that, if if they don't get calmed down? Do they hide, climb into your lap? my lab goes under the bed and tries to oh, dig into the wall. God. So they're, they're traumatized. Oh, so. That is so, so hard. Um, and yeah, vet, vets no. don't, what about earplugs for a dog or a noise machine or something? I suppose they'd hear the bang over that. We have done classical music and that does also help, but I have seen in the last few months, they do have like ear muffs that you can put on your dog 
I just, I bet my dogs would just tear them off. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's tough. Um, I'm sorry. I've I've seen that happen with people before, and but you know, political commentary and pet advice right here on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. What do you think? <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm I'm staying. We're we're going to go to an early dinner um, at a nice restaurant because we cannot wait for 2023 to be over. God. Just like you, from done yeah, with it. from your lips to God's ears, I I cannot wait to put this year behind me and try and make something good come out of twenty twenty four and beyond. And you know, I'm not discounting kids and grandkids and all the right. blessings in my yep. life, but uh, uh, yeah, goodbye to twenty twenty three and good riddance as far as I'm concerned. So, well, we God, test it out for you. Yeah, yep, <laughs> for sure. God bless you, Alexa. Thanks for calling back in. Sorry yeah. we got you dumped there. That was all my fault. No worries. You have a wonderful New Year's Eve, and, a, and we'll look forward to a great Happy New Year for all of us. God bless. With Trump in the White House. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be terrific. I, I tend to think that's exactly where we're headed. That's why the left is going absolutely insane. Yep. Take care. All right. Good night. Bye. Yeah. So we still haven't heard the main Secretary of State. And we're not going to now, probably until we get to the final hour of the show, because the um, thing that's going to be hot on the topic for the second hour of the show is Lauren Boebert. We're going to speak with Ted Harvey, one of the primary candidates impacted by Lauren Boebert's decision to move from the third to the fourth. So uh, he's going to join us around 620, 625. And before we do that, I want you to hear what Lauren Boebert had to say Uh, I'll comment on it a bit, and of course, as always, your calls are welcome here at 303-696-1971, 696-1971, and uh, yeah, starting to get the hang of this thing again. So we'll see how we can do an hour or two, and if you can't stay with us, have a happy new year. Everybody else, come on back. We'll be here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.